You're listening to the Agony Column News Report, trashotroncom agony. The new book by Thomas Frank is Listen, Liberal. Thank you for joining me, Thomas. It's my pleasure, Rick. In this book, you describe the transition of the Democrats from being a primarily a party of the people to a party of the professionals. Yeah. What do you mean by professionals and what happened to the people? Uh, professionals are your sort of white-collar, uh, upper-middle-class people with advanced degrees. Lawyers and doctors are the most familiar ones, but it would also be like people who work in big pharma, people who craft derivative securities on Wall Street, people with PhDs. And what happened was that about uh, 20 or 30 years ago, the Democratic Party decided that it would be better to represent this group of Americans rather than the traditional working class. And they sort of just made a trade, uh, got rid of one and adopted the other. Now, they still hope that working class people will vote for them and will give them money and that sort of thing. But but frankly, they're not really concerned about them. The professional class is a group that they serve, that they love. You give a devastating uh, pre history of the Clinton administration. And your take is, is that he outflanked the Republicans by being more Republican than the Republicans. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he was Alan Greenspan's favorite Republican, as Greenspan <laughs> said many times. But uh, what Clinton did was to punish his own base, to you know, to to uh, to, to pa- get laws passed that hurt his own people and that benefited in a kind of spectacular way that benefited Wall Street. Deregulation after deregulation after deregulation. Wall Street and the professional class, and they really did well during his time in office. You also discuss Hillary Clinton. I think you do a a great job uh, crafting a balanced view of her. Where did you draw your material from and how did you come to the perception that you came to? Well, I read uh, some serious biographies of Hillary, none of this sort of right-wing stuff. I just read real biographies of Hillary Clinton. She's a fascinating person. And then I attended a Clinton Foundation in New York where she was the MC, And it was a I don't want to say it was a hoot because it wasn't a hoot. It was it was interesting, but it was also kind of awful, kind of dreadful, uh, you know, kind of horrifying. But she's a um, what what you come away with when you meet Hillary Clinton, or I I shouldn't say when you meet her, when you watch her in action, is that she is a person of extraordinary human virtue. <laughs> Yes, of goodness. <laughs> By that you mean, but I think your take on that is is that it's kind of like a. An aura. Yeah, exactly. That's that's exactly what it is. I use the word microclimate to describe it, but it's aura. Aura is better. There's an aura that hovers over her all the time of saintliness, you know, and uh, she's a fascinating person. I mean, how many politicians have that after you know after all being in office all those years, doing all the things that they do? How many politicians are still saints? Well, let's. I would be remiss were I not to ask you to talk a little bit about what's happening right now Yeah, because it's beyond craziness. Yeah, it's also really fun. I tell you, this is <laughs> this is to, to be a writer in this election year and, and, you know, to have written about the things that I've written about, it, it, it's it's wonderful. I mean, the, 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 the drawback of it all is that we're going to have to live with whoever becomes president. <laughs> but, <laughs> but the circus aspect of it right now is... Uh, Fantastic, you know, uh, Trump on the one hand, and uh, and I, you know, by the way, I'm really enjoying what Bernie what Bernie Sanders is saying, and I'm I really like watching him go up against the Democratic machinery. It's a, it's a, I mean, it's the most improbable story, you know, of our lifetimes. 
I think it's one too that, uh, it, as you said, but point brings us hope because it's the power, literally the power of the people. When you look at where he's getting his contributions from, that's right. But think about what an unlikely hero. Okay, he wasn't <laughs> even a Democrat until <laughs> until a couple of months ago. He's uh, he's got a, he's from Vermont, which is kind of a stigmatized state after you know all of these uh, th- liberals coming out of Vermont and. Uh, that accent of his, he's got that serious Brooklyn. I kind of find it lovable, but it's, you know, it's not a familiar accent to most people. This is a guy who all his life has been a marginal political figure. And now all of a sudden he's beating a Clinton in primary after primary. I, it's 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 amazing. It's, uh, you know, I can I can barely believe it in the book. You talk about you bring up an interesting point. A vision of labor as not organized anymore, but atomized. What yeah, do you mean by that? Casualized. Yeah. Casualized. Everything's been Uberized, uh, and it's been, it's been going back long before Uber. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, I probably shouldn't associate it with them. They have just they have taken something that's that's already going and have transformed it with software and something that can happen anywhere. You know, but uh, basically, yeah, labor is is being casualized in industry after industry after industry. And I mean, the 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 day is fast approaching when. Uh, when all of us, I mean, this is especially obvious to the kids who are just getting out of college now and they've taken all these student loans because, right, the president told them to go to, <laughs> go get a degree, <laughs> go get an education. And they did it and they get all these loans. And now they, they, um, they're deep in debt and they come out of college and they discover the only work out there is available strictly on a kind of, you know, part time or maybe sort of basis. And uh, every, you know, pr- every job that, that's available to, available to them has has effectively been casualized. Yeah. Casualized, and this is, uh, you know, this is the world that we're living in. Do you know what the, you know about the company TaskRabbit? I've been making fun of them. I oh. mean, not for anything that they themselves have done. It's just their name, <laughs> TaskRabbit. I think it's so funny. I, I know a little bit about them, but uh, yeah, no, no. It's the idea is you. It's 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 like. Uh, uh, you can hire people to do odd jobs, you know, around the house or or whatever kind of job you want to do, and that's sort of uh, the direction in which all jobs are heading. We're we're going to be work pets for the <laughs> work, work pets. pets for the rich. <laughs> I've been speaking with Thomas Frank, and he's nobody's work pet. Thank you for joining me, Thomas. <laughs> Anytime, Rick. You're listening to the Agony Column News Report, trashotron.com slash agony.